0: Turns out, in the end, Lovecraft Country was all about family. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. Josh makes me do a spoiler on each one of these, and he never laughs laughs at it. And I hate that he makes me do this, but hey... Welcome to Spoilers, everybody. The last episode of Lovecraft Country Spoilers. I'm your host, Pappy, recording from Wildfire Country right now, uh, Colorado. Here to take you through, like I said, the last episode and kind of do a series recap our thoughts on Lovecraft Country Season 1. I I guess I don't know if it's done for sure, but joining me tonight, we have returning to Spoilers for already his fourth time, the host of Goodbye Brick Road, which just wrapped its third season. Look for it on iTunes. Dave mellow dave you've racked up three appearances already in spooky spores why don't you tell the audience one where are you recording from and two what is your favorite all-time halloween costume that you had either as a kid or like a college student or last year or, or this year what's what's your favorite all-time halloween costume
1: well thanks for having me great to be here um love to be a part of the spooky spoilers um i'm recording from boston massachusetts you know We out here, and uh, (laughs) my favorite Halloween costume that I ever wore, I mean, I'm partial to my Jonathan Papelbon costume. I went all in on that back in the day, but I got to give the edge (laughs) to my freshman year in college Halloween costume, and I went as Kato Kaelin, one of the witnesses from the OJ trial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, we know who he is. (laughs) God, that's so specific. Did anyone your age get it? No, they thought I was... um, Surprisingly, they thought I was the large penguin from Surf's Up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Also would have been a great costume.
1: (laughs) I don't know who that is. It's like the Jeff Bridges or something.
0: Did you do the Jonathan Papelbon dance when
1: you dressed as him? I was so obnoxious as a child because every opportunity I had, I would do that Jonathan Papabond dance. I did it at two weddings. I was the worst kind of person.
0: Man, an obnoxious Boston sports fan. That's a surprise. <laughs> Never would have saw that coming. But <laughs> more towards the Midwest, we have Money, Mikey Tor. Mikey, like I mentioned before this podcast, your hosting of The Mist, Stephen King Classic, will be up on this feed later this weekend. Sorry for the delay, Chokey, who requested that, but... Also coming out soon, we have Cyberpunk and Mandalorian. Mikey, what are you most looking forward to in terms of media, video games, art that's coming out? And, and where are you recording from tonight?
2: Well, I'm recording from Goshen, Indiana. And I think uh, as a collective, we're all pretty excited for Mandalorian. Well, those are mm-hmm. some easy episodes that we get to record together. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, I'm just excited to see where Baby Oda takes us this season. I need some more memes in my life, something positive uh, that I can see on Twitter besides just everyday stuff.
0: Question about The Mandalorian. I saw this, like, posed by, like, some, I don't know, like, those, like, screen junkies sites or whatever. What Question one, do you think there will be a movie eventually?
2: Uh, probably. I mean, it's such a home run, and it's my favorite Star Wars thing. I I'd hate... <laughs> everything that george lucas came up with so uh, <laughs> i like the mandalorian i think it's great and i think it'd make a great movie i don't know if baby yoda would be in it but i think it'd be a pretty cool movie
0: do you think we'll have it in theaters by that time question two or do you think that we're destined for straight to quibi uh <laughs> specials Turn <laughs> out
2: <laughs> uh yeah we gotta say r.i.p to quibi this week uh pour one out for the homie quibi he's was brutally shot in the street <laughs> by corporate executives.
0: Briggs like, we massacred my boy. We
2: uh, <laughs> massacred my boy. I, I don't, I, Pap. I don't even know when, what the timeline is for movie theaters. I have not even thought about a movie theater, yeah. in months, even before Corona. So I, I am not too concerned about that at all. I'm not going to pay thirty bucks for it. I'll just wait until it's free on Disney Plus. Uh, but yeah i'm not concerned about movie theaters at all right now
0: yeah it's been a lot of bad news lately so josh that's why i want to come to you uh right social Josh warriors lo- local expert why don't you tell us where you're recording from and why don't you give us some good news any any kind of good news uh, what, what do we have to celebrate in the world of josh that josh who helped form the way this podcast is sounds and edited a key member of the spoilers cast
3: wow this is the nicest intro ever um thank you <laughs> I guess in the world of Josh, I mean, you're asking me to say something really selfish, so I guess I'll just snap at it, but um had a couple pieces for my real-life work get nominated for Chicago Emmys this year, so yeah, that's pretty cool, <laughs> that's um, awesome, not going to mention that workplace here, but uh, wise move. slide into the DMs on IG, I'll send you a couple links, we'll chat about it, it's a safe place over there.
0: And that's how you got us, uh, we, we had early access to some some movies in the past, was that, that connection, right? Because you're an Emmy-winning documentarian, or Emmy-nominated documentarian. Yeah, I was
3: hoping, and maybe this isn't something we should bring up on the pod, but with Dave <laughs> here, I feel like guilting people on the pod is like a thing now, but we yeah. should take <laughs> advantage of those more. Like, we can mm-hmm. do some premieres, they're not huge movies or anything usually, but um, that was really fun. I think Stevie
0: and Mikey drove up for Baby Driver. Class Explorers episode. I don't have that in front of me, but more Class Explorers was, we've done a lot of TV recently. Actually, this year we've done quite a bit of TV, and this is the end of the Lovecraft Country. Josh, I wanted to, let's start with you. I wanted to do this episode a little bit differently, rather than plot point by plot point. I kind of wanted to just pick a character and talk about what happens to them in this episode, and, and moreover, where you know we leave them, what was their arc, and kind of how we feel about them. Where do you want to start josh is tick any dies. character that tick, dead. tick dies yeah dead tick. pretty brutally too yeah uh there's a
3: yeah there's some shots of his arms getting slashed like the long way the not so good way man um he's like being crucified basically and christina at this point is like just not let anything get in her way she's just steamrolled everyone so he really does like the prophecy said get killed and I don't know, we can get to more of the plot later, but I guess the spoiler is he knew that going in and wrote a note to his dad, like, explaining himself. And we end the whole thing on a voiceover from Tick.
0: <laughs> well, we do get a little bit of D at the end, but, I mean, Mike, we've talked about the, kind of how confusing the story can be. Do you Do you understand why... Tick's had to sacrifice himself and what what was happening in that, in that final scene? Because that, that was kind of like the main the main scene of this whole episode the, the final sacrificial scene back at the mansion.
2: Uh well I think Josh is Tick the Christ-like uh character <laughs> <laughs> I mean
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to be Christ-like Josh not social Josh's warrior I just want to put that out. I want to bring my brand- bring
2: my brand back. He's strung up there uh In the same fashion that Jesus is, he's kind of, like, crucified up there. I don't know what he's attached to, like, what Christina's contraption or whatever to get this thing going, but... It's an orrery. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Uh, But uh, I don't fully understand the, uh, what the... Gia girl was doing I I mean you go into this not understanding the magic at all so it's just like whatever they're doing on screen is just we have to take it at face value that something is happening that we're not aware of and she's like I don't know transferring energy or something between Christina and Tick and something is happening there I don't know what's going on but just to add some
3: color to that I, I laughed out loud there's a moment where Letty is just like Hallelujah,, hall- but in the like language of A- Adam, just going nuts and uh who's the girl who's like the nine tailed tiger? she is Gia. like she's wrapped up in smoke, grabbing tick, who's like kind of dead, who's like grabbing Christina, and it's like
2: she's got hairy tentacles coming out of every <laughs> orifice in her body. It was complete mayhem,
3: and I'm sorry to say, guys, but I don't know if I was like emotionally into it i I
0: laughed. Dave how'd you feel in that final scene
1: honestly I felt underwhelmed like I characters have died and come back with virtually no consequence throughout most of the show Mm -hmm. that when Tick made the sacrifice I was like I don't know if I really even buy it and even if he is dead I don't feel like I cared because I never really cared about the characters during the show I just cared about how cool a lot of the scenes were Mm-hmm. if that makes sense
0: no it definitely does i you mentioned gia she's so fucking useless in that last sequence like I, don't, like I don't even know why she needs to run in the smoke and make the connection like i was talking to tanya my fiance and she was explaining it to me that there was something that they needed to be connected or something like tick mm. and christina and i don't and, and Titus?
2: Yeah, like that that's what I'm talking about. We don't know what's going on right at that moment. Like, what, what is the smoke she's anyway? Transferring some sort of, <laughs> yeah, she's doing right. some sort of magic. We don't know what it is or what it's doing, but there's magic happening all over the screen. It's just like stuff all out of context.
3: I feel like I know where this pod's going and it's not so bright. But <laughs> let me let me bring out one good thing in this end scene is I thought there was a real bright spot in Michael Kenneth Williams kind of discovering Tick Oof. being dead. Yeah. That was actually pretty effective, I thought. And maybe it's just, he's such a good actor, it came through.
0: I forget where I saw the comparison, but I saw a Simba-Mufasa comparison. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> sad. Uh, yeah, he was great in this, but yeah, I, also in that last scene was Letty. And I kind of want to go back a little bit with, with Letty. So... Uh, We'll we'll talk about the Ancestral Plane stuff in a second, but Dave, do you think Letty is a selfish person? Because Ruby certainly accuses her of being that.
1: Hmm. I I would say... You know what? I'm going to say a little bit. Like, I mean, ultimately her choices kind of pay off for the greater good, um, but I don't know if she's necessarily thinking that many steps ahead. She's a very emotional character. She's very in the moment at many times. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the decisions she makes, um, you know, even in the previous episode, right? They say uh, she chose, they're mad at her for choosing invincibility over um, helping anyone else, basically. And there there's, there's positives and negatives to that. And it ultimately kind of works out. But I mean, I really love her. Like, she's probably my favorite character, so I'm um, hesitant to be too harsh, but I think that there's definitely uh, some streaks of ambiguity in her. I, I think just think she... Journey Smollett, sorry, Pap, I just,
3: I wanted to say she acted well and good throughout this whole thing. I I just think that poorly written in the last episode, nothing against her specifically.
0: I just even, like. I don't even, I, I think she might be the best actress, you know, or best thespian, whatever, press performer in this whole series, potentially, that she's so scene-stealing. I I think that it's, like, her complexity that kind of makes her interesting in a lot of ways. What I didn't buy, though, Mikey, is, like, Dave mentioned this, why... She she falls out a window, then comes back. Do you you have any idea why?
2: No, I don't, because (laughs) uh, the scene before, Christina takes, apparently, it takes her this is also the other thing. Why doesn't Christina just brand herself with, uh, invincibility or whatever? I don't understand why she hasn't done that. I guess immortal is different than invincible. Um, <laughs> but yeah, jo- Journey Smollett's brand of invincibility or whatever never left, I guess, even though it looked like Christina had taken it away with magic and like a scene previously. Um, but she, gets up and walks away to not even go help Tick to watch him die. (laughs) She doesn't try to do anything until he's already
1: dead. According to uh, Alan Sepinwall's interview with Misha Green, um, she had the invincibility restored to her after she was um, thrown out because the um, Christina wanted to keep her promise to Ruby by protecting um, Letty. Which was not clear in the episode, but that's how I learned from the interview.
2: Like, how are we supposed to know that? At all? It's not on
3: screen at all, really, I don't think. I guess that's a cool detail, but, I mean, Ruby dies off-screen in dialogue at the top of the watchtower as Ruby. So you actually have no emotional connection to Ruby actually dying. Like, there's nothing... you, you don't see it. You're just supposed to believe it. And like this is coming from a show that had that same character sticking her high heel up a dude's bloody butt. Mm. Like, what did they do? Why? Why did they do that off screen? It's not a gotcha moment. I don't understand that choice.
0: I guess that is assuming I. I I'm totally agreeing with what you're saying. And like it, when I was doing my research and I like kind of like poking around some other reviews, seeing what people were saying, universally, Ruby dying off screen is being. Criticized as like a, a poor choice for the character i guess do we know that this is the end of lovecraft though is, does anyone know that for sure are there going to be more
1: seasons she wants more she said that there's she said that in her mind there's like 20 seasons that she can create
0: because to me like there's if, if there are more seasons the show's kind of already done like the game of thrones thing where no one's uh, no one's ever really gone star wars you know i mean like she could easily (laughs) easily come back i don't know but speaking of speaking of ruby though what why did we not get to see the sex scene between her and christina why have we seen every other sex scene but not that one that bothered me
3: this is the off-screen ruby episode
0: (laughs) yeah everything with her happens (laughs) off screen
3: (laughs) They showed her skin sloughing off earlier. I've said the word sloughing on this pod like 19 times in the last few episodes. <laughs>
2: sick of it. What was Ruby's, like, I don't know, motivations? Or, like, why, why were her alliances with Christina so much? I mean, she was lying to her the whole time, thinking she was the vampire-looking white guy <laughs> for half the season.
0: Well, it's like she has this, like, deep bond with her and they're banging all the time, and then again off screen, Letty convinces her to actually steal the blood because because Letty is pregnant. But it, I don't know why we don't get to see that moment. I I don't know. I guess we're on the Ruby Christina track now, Josh. What do you make of Christina as a character now? Because it, I think that she is complex, and I think. She, she kind of makes an offer to the group, and I think that she was telling the truth, especially based on what Dave is saying, if she kept her word about Letty. Yeah, and I think that
3: was another weak point of the episode, in that, like, why doesn't Tick want to trade the book for his family's safety? That was the reason he was, like, journeying to get the book in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. I do like Christina's character still, and I like that we haven't truly talked about D's ending at the very end. Cause that might be a good bright spot of the episode too, but Christina, um, kind of dying brutally. And I guess you kind of understand her motivations a little bit. I mean, it's super selfish to want to become Im- immortal, but you get that she's like a type a person and wants to get the job done at any cost. Um, Right? Is there a little bit there, like of empathy towards her? Maybe a little bit
2: towards Christina?
3: Yeah, at all? I because I I'm picking up what Pappy's laying down. Like I think when she came in and said, "Hey, if you give me the book, we're done, and I'll find something else to do, and Tick doesn't have to lay down his life anymore." Why didn't they choose that?
2: Would you believe her? I mean, I
0: wouldn't believe her. I think they have every reason not to believe her. Uh, But I I think that she was telling the truth. I mean, it doesn't look good for her case when she, like, punitively removes Letty's like, immortality or whatever after they don't make that deal. Like, that's not a good point, I guess, for her case. But I don't know, Dave, do you think – is there some kind of larger allegorical message of Christina as, like, you know – White women in the United States. Is there something going on there where there's there's some good but some bad potentially?
1: I mean, there was the that brief we see um the black family or black I don't, I don't remember if it was a family now, but they move into Letty's neighborhood, mm-hmm. which I guess you can take it either way. It's either um it's either um instance of Letty is making a neighborhood more comfortable with uh diversity or it's um white people who attribute like oh letty this woman has ruined our neighborhood so now they've left white
3: flight of the 1950s I guess
1: you could take it either way but I think that we're pointing in that direction a lot with Christina towards the end
0: Yeah I I don't know and I would probably lean towards what Josh was saying about the white flight piece I don't know if it's it's going to be a bright Spot. I, I, I don't think that the, the community in the fifties is accepting the diversity, you know, per se, uh, based on everything that we've seen earlier in the show. But I, I, that, Christina's death is one of the most brutal parts of the whole episode. Mikey, did you at least like uh, D. Merkin Christina at the end? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, D. Now has a bionic arm uh, from like medical. Gear- Metal Gear Solid 5, and she <laughs> crushes the windpipe of Christina. I was really hoping the, the animal, the monster thing was gonna eat Christina, but she kills her, and, uh, I mean, the whole thing at the end, I guess, with Gia was they took magic away from all of the white people. That's what, yes. Uh, Letty says. Uh, so that was the end game, uh, I guess, for them. But yeah, she is like powerless, sitting underneath all of this rubble because she has no powers now, and she ends up getting killed by D. I don't know if she says anything significant between them, but that was the end of Christina.
3: Dave, did you think that was a good moral decision to? steal magic from white people and retain it still in the world
1: I mean it's really this really alters the future of Hogwarts (laughs) like all they had was like Dean Thomas so they're kind of fucked
0: it's a pretty broad brush right for all white people like in the world like I'm totally fine you know like American racism you know like is horrible. I can definitely understand that. But like, there are people in Latvia who are as white as they get who just spent the last ten years under Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin in 1955. Maybe they could have a little bit of magic too, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm not. I don't know. Like, Mikey, I'm sure. How, how did you feel about the all white people uh, in the world can't have
2: magic now? Well, the thing to me is like. Well, does everybody know about magic? What? Like we still don't know like what other people are thinking or seeing when all of this crazy shit is happening. Like they they either die or they're just like have their backs turned to all of this crazy shit going on. Like we still don't know what regular people see. So it's to me, I don't care. I've only seen like three white people with magic. I Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me, but as far as I could tell all of them were racist, so That's a positive for (laughs) the our protagonists, I guess. I don't know how it's going to affect next season if there is one.
3: Pappy and Mikey, we love our Lord of the Rings. And we're going to record Two Towers, like a whole series on that soon, right? Very soon. But the way I kind of see this in this episode is like, it's very much an Isildur moment. Like. Maybe they should have just destroyed magic throw the ring into the fires <laughs> and just completely destroy it like then Christina can't even try to do her thing like d I don't know like d can still be fixed just using like
2: Atticus her is mom- dead.
3: <laughs> yeah like her mom is smart enough to just make her the Bionic arm like I don't think they need magic anymore I guess that's a big thing that I don't understand still like. Sorry, harping on is that. Is it that
2: they now secretly like it? Or, like, I don't understand either. Like, what was. I feel like Letty was not a fan of magic for the whole season, and now she's going to just keep it for the black people. I don't know what her plan is to do. There's a lot of, like,
0: Christianity themes kind of along those tracks with Letty. Like, there's a whole, like, baptism scene that to me didn't really work at all in this. It's like cut up between them being in the church and then viewed later in the GIA flashback. But there's that. There's a lot of mention of like using the devil's tools. So I think Josh, kind of to your point, it's like wielding the one ring against Sauron now. And then there's the character of Hannah too. uh Dave, did you like track what was happening in the ancestral plane at all? That actually might've been one of my
1: favorite parts of this whole whole episode um no idea what was happening um just a real sense of urgency looks cool um gotta get that book man um that book is vital i took to mean those scenes um and they were conscious they were conscious you know they were they were uh, aware of what was going on and but for me i was like okay i'm sure they're gonna do great things
3: i think pappy said that he liked the ancestral plane stuff and i found like the way that tick and letty just like fell to the floor unconscious and like woke up there pretty weak like are you afraid of the dark type shit at that point <laughs> and like the red lighting in that scene reminded me of some of the really like crappy indie movies that we've covered on this pod
0: Whoa, this is an hbo show it's not even tv <laughs> Beyond TV. <laughs> I didn't think some of the
3: stuff looked great. Like maybe the slow motion fire when Tick is visiting his ancestor, like didn't it look like Xbox kinda Xbox One.
0: What I what I liked about it was I thought the I don't know I don't have the actress's name who played Hannah in front of me. I, I thought it was cool to finally hear her talk. I thought she did an awesome job. I liked kind of as Dave said, I liked the sense of urgency that was being kind of instilled from the ancestors in Tick and Letty. Like, I thought that was at least interesting that they're kind of both going off having their lessons with the ancestors and then coming back together. And then, like, I don't know. The the mom stuff... I, I love my mom. She just told me, uh, I did a like Google Hangout with her tonight. She's like, I listen to every episode of Lovecraft. I have no idea what's happening, but I love your podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's so sweet, Mom. Thank you. So, I, I don't know. Like, Josh, That is not what your mom sounds like. <laughs> not even a little bit. But Josh, did, you, did, the, did the texting as mom stuff resonate with you emotionally at all? I made a note about
3: this. Her lesson she instills in her son is, in life... You think you have a choice, but you don't. Like, it's the least heartening thing I've
2: heard, ever. So I can just do whatever I want, because there's no point in choosing anything or deciding anything.
3: I don't think that acting was bad, but just, like, that choice of
0: theology, I guess, is head-scratching. I'm really not a hero, because I had no free will after all. This is all predestined. <laughs> <laughs> I have no courage. I don't, I don't know. I... Uh, I didn't think this episode's uh, from a very positive intro. It's skewing very, very negative. Last char- last character I wanted to touch on, Mikey Hippolyta. One of my favorite characters throughout the series, but I feel like if we're going to have a whole scene in the one episode that I gave a note to where we're establishing that she's this badass warrior chick and has fought in wars, why is she yo- so useless uh,
2: in the face of a her bunch of kicked. white?
0: White villagers in she, the 50s. She gets her ass
2: kicked by uh, what are essentially one generation away from pilgrims. <laughs> they just come out with huge forks and like torches true. And they kick her ass when she was a a great tribal warrior in like a past life or whatever we want to say she was right. on. It's, I don't know. And then Montrose also gets his ass kicked in that scene and so does... Uh, like, why did, wasn't ji turning into the monster? Why wasn't she kicking some ass right there? Right. I don't understand a lot of, uh, a lot of the decisions. I
3: feel like they gave a lot of these characters powers, almost like X-Men style. And the thing about X-Men is that the thing you really like about Wolverine is you know his claws are adamantium and like a little bit about how his body heals itself and you know it's not science or anything but at least there's like some sort of set of rules that you know he has to like abide by going into stuff and i just feel like hippolyta on one hand she's making a biotic arm for her daughter that's dope and on the other hand she's Yeah, letting these southern Indiana people whip her ass and it just doesn't (laughs) track really.
2: But also, like, did we even get to see her make the arm? We just kind of see D with the arm and we just assume that Hippolyta made it because it's a freaking Terminator arm. She's the only one with that knowledge. We don't even get to see that. There's so much stuff that we just have to, like, put into our own context throughout this whole first season and it's a little frustrating that's how they decided to do so much of the storytelling
0: yeah and I guess before we get to yes or no and comment I want to do a yes or no for obviously episode 10 uh, full circle but then also like we've been doing all of these a second yes or no but this one will be for the series overall but were there any any final thoughts that you guys had anything that we didn't touch on um, as Lovecraft in a whole this episode any other episodes
1: I think My, my, I just remember that pilot and it, I was so that that pilot was a perfect pilot Mm -hmm. to me. And I just did not expect to feel this underwhelmed when it all came to an end.
2: I agree. I mean, that scene with Jackie Robinson on like space moon or whatever, and Cthulhu was there. It's like, that is just pure imagination. I'm expecting like Scooby-Doo monster of the week. X-Files type scenario where they're running into a different Lovecraft monster, but we get this weird uh, story with Christina where she just wants immortality. I don't care about her. I want the weird monsters and these protagonists that I like. Now, most of them are dead.
3: I agree. It was like where the racism stuff butted up against the monster stuff that was really interesting to me, and I feel like it slowly went away from that during the course of the season um but another note i had just based on that is like there's a couple n words in this episode that i didn't really appreciate coming from like the random ancestor or whatever that we're supposed to know like let's just drop the this isn't so historically accurate here and scientific that we need to like hear that oh from titus
0: or whatever yeah
3: i did not like that and then a funny note i have is that there's one point where like the great great grandma of Tick is reading the spell in the language of Adam, and I swear at one point she says,
0: "Spoiler man,
3: spoiler <laughs> man." I <Spoiler> man!
0: <laughs> yeah, actually we paid for that spot. Actually, it came out of our multi-million dollar budget. Yeah, I d- yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna take a lot of what you guys said and kind of lead that into my yes or no. Uh, I'm gonna give episode ten. A no. I don't really have much to say about it. We just talked about it quite a bit. It's a soft no for the series. Uh, for the series, okay, I, I stand by all of the individual yes or no's I gave, save for the Indiana Jones one. I would, I should have given that a no in retrospect, and it was kind of a sign of like how unfocused the show can be sometimes. Um, Lovecraft Country is unfortunately less than the sum of its parts in a lot of sense like the overarching narrative like with the book of adam and the language and and these people and the ancestors and everything i think it actually probably takes away more than it adds and like i i I don't say this about every show it feels like i say it about a lot of shows but i think it's better if it would be more episodic more self-contained and less serialized like i think about it if I mean, a lot of these episodes, there there wasn't a lot of context, right? When we would jump from episode to episode, we'd kind of like get up to speed of of where we were. What if that was even more extreme and each episode would instead focus specifically on a, a single member of the family, like kind of interacting with this evil with this presence the other family members can be way in the background they're there they're in the background that's happening but it's more of this lovecraft interfacing with racism interfacing you know with with 1950s black experience in the united states have that and then you can have episode 10 have the be the episode where everyone comes together that's when gia should have showed up episode 10 that's when like all of these powers hippolytus powers d's bionic arm everything's coming together that monster that they can summon everything should have come together in that moment if you still want to make a grand sacrifice you can still make a grand sacrifice but at least it'd be more i don't know fulfilling and and fulfilling is just not a way i would say that was left at the end of 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 lovecraft but what my yes or no hinges on isn't actually anything that i've mentioned Lovecraft, the series, the season one, is a soft no for me for the simple fucking reason that we didn't get Cthulhu ever again after that first episode. And it made a fool out of me because I predicted Cthulhu every episode. Every time we got together, I'm like, oh, he's coming, guys. Just wait. Next episode, here comes Cthulhu. And we never got him. And I was so underwhelmed. It was like looking at the end of a Brady Bunch episode when there's only five minutes left you're like, fuck, they're not gonna be able to wrap it up in the, in this has got to be a, to be continued. It's like, there's five minutes left in Lovecraft. I'm only thinking about, fuck, when's Cthulhu going to show up? Is Mm -hmm. it going to be like a game of Thrones type thing where they walk into the fire and there's a Cthulhu egg or something. And we didn't get that, but soft no for the series, but the individual episodes themselves, I think there is a lot of entertainment there. Um, Let's keep the same order. I think Dave, we started with you. Uh, please give us a yes or no uh, for episode ten and Lovecraft as a series. and And don't forget to plug your fantastic podcast. Goodbye Melvick Road and any other projects that are coming up. You want to
1: talk about? You're very kind. You're very kind. Um, yeah. Goodbye Melvick Road. Just wrapped up season three, but we got we got special episodes. There's going to be a special episode in November, in December, in January. We have a we have a whole week event in February. It's going to be great. Um. And, uh, check out the television project, 100 favorite shows. I wrote a hundred different essays about a hundred different shows and that'll be coming wow. out very soon. I'm going to do one per day, uh, a little drip drop. And so yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to uh, go medium no mm. on the episode, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to be a medium yes on the whole show. I thought the episode definitely a bit of a letdown Um, maybe we're still building towards, not building towards, but uh, going somewhere else after this. Maybe it's not necessarily the final statement of the series. Um, But I do think that there were some really high highs on the show. I mean, like you mentioned, Jackie Robinson was a great moment. Uh, The whole first episode just blew me away, honestly. Um, And Letty's ghost house um, was great. And Hippolyta's trip through time, fantastic. Uh, So there were some high highs, and I ultimately enjoyed the experience very emotional experience, um, sensory oriented, uh, and so it did leave me a little cold at times, not caring about these characters. But ultimately, I gotta go with it. Yes, it gave it was a it was a fun experience, and I got to do this podcast, which was like the best thing ever.
0: Love to hear that, Dave. Been a great guest uh, four time, four time around the club. I think that probably puts you in the top half. Of guests, uh, Let's go. definitely one of our one of our favorite guests ever. But money, oh. Mike, one of the original members of Spoilers Podcast. You've done a lot of TV, done a lot of movies, done a couple of video game episodes in your day. But where do you stand on Lovecraft Country?
2: Uh, this episode, I'll have to give it a soft uh, no. I just I thought it was ending on a very. Uh, flat note. I I didn't care much for the ending and Tick dying. If that stays how it goes in the next season, I don't know. I mean, I thought he was so great in this season. So it just to see him die and Uncle George die. It's like wow, killed two of the best uh, characters there. So as far as the whole season, I'll give it a soft yes. Uh, I think. Everything besides like the overarching story and like maybe writing is pretty strong. Just the uh, I don't care about anything Christina is doing. I just want Monster of the Week stuff, and we never really get that. And I thought that was really disappointing. And no Cthulhu, like you said, that I, right? At least in the finale, if this is a one-off season, if you tease that, you gotta you gotta give us that in the end. I mean, that's what everybody knows Lovecraft for and you gotta give us something. Maybe not Cthulhu, like some monster or something. But yeah, it's just very soft yes. If it's a one off season, I'll I'll be fine with that. I'm not looking forward to watching next season if it does come back, so that's what I'll say.
0: Uh interesting as you mentioned that, uh host Stevie obviously couldn't be here tonight. He's got uh, family expanding and things going on in his life, but he says uh, he wrote it and he said yes, solid yes on the series, hard yes on the pilot and finale. Um, interestingly enough, but he says he thinks that the show should be and could be done for good uh, for his for his money. But last but not least, Josh, uh, how do you, how do you stand on episode ten and, and the series overall? Miss Stevie, I wish she was on the
3: pod tonight. could have used. Some positivity. Mm -hmm. I feel like we are overly negative and I hope no one stops listening to us. Uh, Just trying to tell it like we see it. And Pappy, I read the thing you wrote from our Twitter account today that said Lovecraft Country is less than the sum of its parts. Oh yeah, and I wasn't sure exactly what you meant, but I knew in my heart that when I watched the episode later today, there would be no Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> For real, yeah,
2: I would be like, "Lovecraft
0: Country is more than the sum of its Cthulhu parts." <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I think making an episode finale of a season, especially a strong, like well-written series, I think it's really hard. We don't see it very often, in that's why because it's so hard um i do appreciate in this episode that they wrap things up but maybe calling the episode full circle is a little on the nose (laughs) i feel like um so i guess i'll give the episode a soft no but again apologies for being too negative here tonight um for the season as a whole i'm gonna give it a yes it was just too fun to watch to not give it a yes but for next season i think I would like to make a pitch. Like, I made a terrible X-Men metaphor earlier. And I apologize for that as well. <laughs> but I think that for next season, if they do get renewed and come back, I think they got a kind of a cool thing going with, you know, they have Hippolyta, who's like the Mantis character now. They have Gia, who can turn into the nine-tailed thing. And she's got to, like, harness that. Um, D is like... <laughs>
2: they are. Got excellent. a bionic
3: arm. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> She's on the verge of, like, turning evil with her Lovecraft pet. Uh, And you got Montrose, who's a really good actor in real life. (laughs) Drinks a lot.
2: Incredible drinker.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So I think if they could, like you said, be episodic and maybe start using those powers a little bit more consistently. And when it makes sense for them to do it, like, Gia should have been busting out those tiger tails all episode Mm -hmm. to kill those villagers. Like the southern indiana villagers again just got the best <laughs> they shouldn't have
0: <laughs> anyway yeah
3: that's a soft no for the episode and a yes for the series
0: i mean you said we were scooting a little bit negative lovecraft fared much better than television like game of thrones that we've done in the past so if you if they've listened to those episodes and didn't stop listening to us hopefully lovecraft won't be the straw that broke the camel's back but what <laughs> might get you to stop listening to us is we're doing more spoons spooky spoilers the mist mist coming down the pipe then one more spooky spoilers probably around halloween then we'll get back into our regular content we got christmas chronicles coming up christmas chronicles 2 i guess coming up uh lord of the rings two towers um mandalorian lots of good stuff so check out check out the spoilers feed please subscribe uh wherever you're listening to it youtube uh spotify soundcloud apple wherever you're looking at listening as well take a second look for goodbye Malgr- brick road uh subscribe to that as well so you can hear Aww. more of dave you're in between seasons now. is the perfect time to catch up on all of us season three uh excellent podcasts uh before season four comes out next summer uh once again dave thank you for being on and thank you audience for listening and thank you spoiler man for taking us away
2: spoiler man here our email is podcast spoilers at gmail.com twitter is at spoilers underscore pod our instagram is podcast spoilers it's lit
0: Sorry, my mic. My mic mic stand just collapsed twice in a row. (laughs) Hold
1: on a second. (laughs) That was spoilers.